Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Alright you rotten, smelly wrestling fans It's this guy, Kez Evans And you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet Hello everyone and welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet I'm Andy Mitchell and I'm sat across from you right now Is one of the rising stars in ICW It's Glasgow's very own, Kez Evans How you doing Kez? How you doing bud, you well? I'm good, I long time no see Aye, aye. Uh, so, uh, when was? Oh, I don't know. Uh, it's been a while. Aye. Probably, probably at the GPWA. On the yeah. Last and uh, we've also got Alan in the background. Just uh, aye, Alan. I know. <laughs> just sitting there, there. Cool. Uh, just being the big dog. Uh, <laughs> right. So basically, they ask everyone this: It's like, what inspired you to get into wrestling, and what do you love about wrestling? You mean like how I go in here? Yeah. yeah sort of. What inspired you to kind of well. Everyone's always got that weird thing, like that thingy. Oh, I was just flicking through the channels and then wrestling came up. Well, mine's a wee bit weirder. That's fine. No, totally weird, but it's no similar to everybody else. Uh, I was about 10, 10 years old. My dad suffered a heart attack. He's fine now, but at the time. Why are you laughing? I don't know why. Why How is that fucking funny? It was just an awkward sort of. Yes. So my dad had a heart attack and we were in the waiting room just to go visit him. So me being 10 years old, I'm a bit bored. So I went to go look at magazines and they all fucking people own the magazine. I see a Smackdown magazine. <laughs> fucking, it was JBL and for some reason that just intrigued me. Just fucking JBL and the fucking, the hat and this championship at the time. I'm just like, oh, oh, I'll have a look at that. So I skimmed through and then I see, I think it was RVD. And I was like, oh, that guy looks cool. So I just, I bought the magazine and I just read through it. And then I was, when my dad got out, and I was like, I want to watch wrestling. I want to watch pay-per-view. And I think it was No Way Out 2005. Mm. Oh, was that the Barbara Steel Cage match? Right? Yeah, with Big Show. Uh, so I wanted to watch that with, I don't think that was Sky Box Office. I think that was just on Sky. But obviously I was 10 at the time. So on a Sunday, bed early, <laughs> couldn't watch it. So we taped it, and Dad being the big fuck-up, he fucked up the recording, so I couldn't oh. get to watch it. So my literal first ever show that I watched was WrestleMania 21. It's a good show to start off with, right. under wrestling. So from then on, I was hooked. And then I found out some of my pals, Faye, in school at the time, they loved wrestling, so we just bonded, and now we're, we're still pals now. Mm. Like yeah. nearly 15 years on, so. Yeah, because you last started training in 2015, didn't you? Aye, yeah, that was... Duty, my, one of my best pals, Connor. We just started kind of watching ICW. No 
Mm. So, like, this is when was the Ten Fed Club that the BBC one? Oh, that I know that was like early 2010s, uh, sort of, yeah, late 2010s. I can't mind specifically, when, yeah. but that's when, and there was like a Vice documentary with Grado coming in. So, we're watching that, we didn't religiously watch it, we were just like, oh, I kind of killed it. Scotland has the same wrestling thing because I didn't think, I thought it was just like, like stuff at Craig Tara, that was it, really. And mm. that's what I used to watch live when. Other than that, and other than WWE live events, which my first and only one had hiding right on it, and I was, <laughs> this was when he was the uh, good guy, and he was going about saying, "Oh, who wants to be my friend?" and he was bringing Hulk in, and I don't know why, but I was terrified. <laughs> I ran away from him. Oh, I wasn't no. even at the ringside, but I was like up at the steps, and my mom does like, "Oh, why don't you go down see if you can get?" And I was like, "That, that." <laughs> the toilet ran away. Yeah, he, could, he could have wrote a poem for you. He, I had <laughs> mad poems in that night. <laughs> that was actually when Stone Cold was in the main event as a special guest referee with JBL and mm. John Cena. And that was so, just a show in Glasgow, would you say? That was just a show yeah. in Glasgow, so my first and only live event had Stone Cold on it, and I was like, oh, man, can't I can't complain with that. Me and Connor, we were watching it, and we were like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then eventually, in 2015, he messaged me saying, there's a school opening up, and I was like, oh, that's cool. He actually... Like, I didn't have a lot of money I was still a college student at the time oh, I was just going into college so I didn't have any money so he actually chipped in my pay into the induction course so we done that absolutely loved it we both got accepted oh by the way just in case he's listening I did pay him back that money <laughs> so if he says then fuck you Connor you ginger prick <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to send him to that straight to him talk about GPWA what was it like the first few weeks in there because the training's different now because it's, yeah. it's just an 8 week course but now it's 3 weeks but yeah it was so long ago I can't mind how long it was I've got a really terrible memory so this is going to be majority of this a podcast interview thing's just going to be me silent trying to remember that's alright we've got good editors to make you first time we were doing the training it was agony because obviously your body's not used mm. to taking it like the bumps in that was a shock my neck was feeling quite stiff at times it was like times when I was at the gym like two days after a training session and I couldn't do mm. like a simple exercise that I didn't even need my neck for anything and yeah. like okay but the worst thing was the ropes I know those ropes fucking stung man it was awful we just sent to Alan because Alan was saying he didn't realise that the ropes are that hard like you oh just, I they need to be hard uh, like, and you need to hit off them and really attack the ropes as mm. we say and oh my god it was horrible but I loved it it was mm. so because you see when you when you start training there's like like quite a lot of years and then it's like by that second week there's a drop yeah like we done training on Tuesdays and we were at the time I don't know if it's still the case but we had the largest class like ugh, I'm going to throw out a number it might be wrong but maybe in the <laughs> high 30s uh-huh. and oh, and it was in the smaller see where the gym is now that no. gym right next door is that was our wee thing mm. so we had the one ring and we just done drills and like you know what a tackle drill like somebody like I do remember this one. We had a tackle drill where you'd stay in the ring and a cue would form on the outside and you'd run in and you'd tackle the person and they roll it. Think about doing that to like 30 plus people uh-huh. in a row without stopping. I might have 40s, I might show them uh-huh. later. <laughs> I, remember, but I, I remember you telling me that before, you got like a shoulder, your, your oh, shoulder I've, was so bruised. Yeah, I've got like 
forties on my iPod with all the bruises and that that's I'm not saying that's what everyone got but I, I bruise easily. So <laughs> it didn't look good with me. But just don't tell that to your opponents, you know, they might uh, Oh they they'll know but I'll, <laughs> I'll kick fuck at them, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, but, so um, you're quite starstruck with it because it's a, it was a st- it is a stellar ICW kind of legends uh, who are taking the course like uh, Lion Heart, God bless your soul, yeah, uh, BT Gun, Stevie Boy, Wolfgang, and Jack Jester. Well, as I said at the time, I didn't really watch as much as I do now, but it was mere the whole experience. Of, holy shit! Um, and next uh, to a wrestling ring like it was so awkward at times that I couldn't go through the ropes mm. and I had to like slide under because I just felt like oh this is so weird it is and the whole experience itself was weird but then as time went on I got more comfortable and I was realising who I was dealing with which by the way GPWA that we are spoiled rotten mm. with the amount of coaches that we had and have now like we just got William Thompson Jackie yeah. Bobo and Kayleigh Ray I mean we are absolutely spoiled and the new intake that are coming in my god they're going to be stars because mm. they are the folk that are just putting knowledge in so you're doing your training yes. when's the moment you're like holy shit I can, this can be a career this is something that I can really you know see myself going far in I don't think there was a moment there is one time that I do boast about I was doing a drill I can't remember what the drill was and then I rolled it and then Wolfgang said, have you done this before? And I was like, no. Nah. And he's like, oh, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, so I've done this before. I must be good at this. So that's when I was kind of like, oh, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm kind of all right at this wrestling stuff. No, uh, same as well. Like, I know GPWA, they sometimes bring in some guests. Yes. Like, from that. Can you, can you just, like, name a few of them? I think my first guest seminar that I was in was with Rhino. Mm, absolute what was, what was it like with uh, Rhino when he yeah it was good I, I went to shake his hand and his horn engulfed mine <laughs> like, I couldn't see my hand anywhere and I'm like this is and he was so tanned and all like <laughs> orange fun fact he actually gave Crowbar his name oh did he mm-hmm. oh. he says you look like, like someone with the name of Crowbar but with a K uh. And Crowbar's just sitting there and like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. There you go, it's uh, Eat Sleep Reflex Retreat. It's yeah. listed there. Well, maybe edit that out just in case Crowbar yeah. wants to say that for himself. But no. if, <laughs> if he does stay one, he's act surprised. Uh, well, like, what in the way? No. <laughs> I remember you saying that right now, just were doing uh, promos. Uh, do you want to like, talk about Because I don't. Uh, that was one of the things with Rhino, like, <laughs> we went like an hour over time. Yeah hour and a half even maybe we went on super long and I wasn't there for the promo bit sadly I do remember it was I'll no name names well I can't remember the name but somebody went <laughs> they were all aimed at Rhino and one of them says Rhino your name's not going to be Rhino by the end of this it's going to be Bino <laughs> and everyone just <laughs> lost their shit and Rhino's like uh okay <laughs> But uh, it was just like drills and that he done with us and stuff. Yeah. I can't actually fully remember everything he done. He did like this was when I was still relatively going towards being a good guy. I didn't have any shows around yet, so I was just trying to know what I was doing. So I went good guy, and then I went bad guy. And he's like, I like the confidence in you being a bad guy. So maybe that was a bit of foreshadowing mm. for things to come. But it was really cool just being next to a WWE legend like Rhino. Mm-hmm. I've also had Samoa Joe 
mm-hmm. which was also cool. But there was one moment, I think it was that one or it was somebody else, but somebody outside came in to watch, like, no wrestling guy. So then he started making his own shoot, and I'm like, I'm no good at this. And then I was just getting tied up for folk, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, fucking hell. But no, it's cool having someone like that just watching your stuff and mm. critiquing wee things and even praising it and that as well. It's just, you never really think that when you're watching, like, no. watching Montel and that, and if you're going for this kind of lifestyle and you want to pursue this dream. It is quite surreal. Like, I can imagine when you're, like, telling people, like, during the time like, I'm training to be a wrestler yeah. they're like because obviously there's the stigma that all wrestling fight but when you kind of say it they're like really that's something you can become aye, yeah. aye. Well, I, well when I say it people kind of give me that look but then at the time I'm, well I still don't really care what folk think uh-huh. like I have my friends and I have my family that know that it's, it's no real way me complaining about how sore I'm after matches and training and that. But see if anyone from the outside asks me what I do and I say that and they give me that kind of look and I'll fuck them. I don't care. You're very good at I, it. I know that I could literally make them scream by just putting on a proper <laughs> wrist lock. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they think it's fake, but as soon as, like, they're hiking all the, the old days stuff, but, mm. like, we get taught, like, legit stuff, because it's, it is legit, mm. so. Yeah, that's good. So, do you remember when you were first, like, when you were told, right, you're going to go into a live match in front of crowds? And, yes. And the, uh, this, this who was your opponent uh, as well? Well, I'll, we usually, when you start out, you get put in a battle royal, and we got put in a battle royal in a gallery. That was Alexandra Park. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. Like, it didn't really hit me there. I just thought, right, this is quite cool. We're having a bit of fun. I had these fucking awful tights. So I got plain black trunks, which, by the way, mean trunks is not a nice sight anyway. But I thought, Oh, I'll, I'll stand out. <laughs> so I got Tipex. So I had this fascination with the tally marks. Yeah. I've still got them on my singlet, but they're not as prominent. But I had this thingy with tally marks. So I thought, I'll get Tipex and I'll make a scratchy like lettering with Kez on it. <laughs> and tally marks everywhere. looked fucking awful. It's so uh. funny. There's photos still out there. But that was the... I think that was the first time or the second time. And I had a tag match in Deniston. I came in two-way, but I didn't wear those fucking awful trunks. <laughs> I actually wore a pair of Lionheart's trunks because mm. he knew that I didn't have gear ready. So he's like, right, I'll sort you out. So if you see the 40s for me in Deniston, I'm actually wearing Lionheart's trunks. Mm. And I look better than them than I did the fucking... <laughs> the, the horrible fucking... Actually made chunks that I thought I looked cool in at the time. But uh, the first time when it really hit me was at ICW for doing a show in the asylum. I think it was called Welcome. No, Future Armor it was called. So it was on a training day. I'm training away. It was, wasn't it like a specific thing? It was like midway through the training thing. Wolfgang just comes up to me. Oh, it's me and you in this Future Armor show and we're in the main event. And I was like, cool. <laughs> Cool man, that, that's fine me, that's fine me. This is six months into training that and I'm just I've had like two matches, two free matches, and he's came up and hit me with that. You can ask Connor. Yeah. I was fucking terrified <laughs> for like two weeks before the the, the match. I was waking up in sweats. I was pan- <laughs> having panic attacks. Like, oh my god, what if this happens? What if my what if nobody reacts to me? What if my music's pish? Which, by the way, it's fucking pish. I thought it was going to be like this cool rock king, and then came in two sent me and went, Oh, this is your 
theme in Titantron and it was like this fucking bubbly like pish and I got gear made that was like no in contrast with mm-hmm. that so that was already f- throwing me off and I'm like fuck <laughs> but then it got to as soon as I went through the cut and I had the match I was like cool easy Mm. actually done at that time my first and only over the top dive and fucking Wolfgang the big unit there is just right there you go, there you go. <laughs> and I went over the barriers and actually landed in front of Connor and all my friends and my missus and I was like that's a, that's a pretty cool moment because they're going after nuts and I'm like ah fucking I'm a wrestler hey. <laughs> and then that happened then for a while I just kind of was just plodding away training away getting own shows and I didn't really I was still kind of that queen cup baby face but everyone was kind of like ah fair enough hey let's guess let's I've had the best song ever Scooter Fire because I was listening to I was watching Mortal Kombat yeah which is my favourite movie favourite like video game movie Mm -hmm. don't at me I'll fucking fight no, you. I totally disagree. agree. It is by far one of the best. Yes. <laughs> and then I think it was Smoke came up and that song came up. I was like, oh, that's a fucking, that's a nail. I'll, I can come out to that. <laughs> Turns out everyone's like, ah, it's good, but it's like, it's not wrestling theme. <laughs> Apart, no, in fact, see Tucker for yeah. Ireland. Yeah. He uses the same song. And I'm like, I'm fine, <laughs> But I don't use it anymore. Bye. So after all that big main event and that, nah, it was quite surreal, quite the come down because I, I think I was actually greeting afterwards. Mm. I think it was just all emotion hitting me at once. Is it? Because I imagine it just being a massive adrenaline rush. Yeah, I oh definitely. Like I go back and I, I, I think I was feeling a bit sick and all just because what had happened and all my friends and that were there to watch me and that. I was just like, wow. It was like technically, well, it is now uh, life achievement for me mm. like I wanted to become a wrestler for like since I was 10 and I worked hard done all my training and I was in shape at the time <laughs> hence why I was wearing tights and that <laughs> and I just bored in the way and then they gave me that opportunity and I, I'd say I'd smashed it yeah no by myself like obviously Wolfgang can have a good match for anybody but I was really proud that was actually the night before the SECC show mm. so yeah, well, there was a lot of eyes on ICW at the time, so... Naturally, mm, no pressure, eh? Well, let's say you've done that, and then less than a year, your main event in a GPWA show with Mr. Ken Anderson, uh, uh, or Ken Kennedy, if you know. Yeah, yeah. What was that like when you found out you was coming, <laughs> and then you were like, you are going to be in the match with him? Right, so I think we already had a seminar with him, and that was cool. He came up with a fucking cunt hair drill that we still use today we call it the Anderson drill and as soon as it said we're all like oh bastard but aye he gets announced but he also gets announced for our show so we're like oh cool he's going to be on our show it'll probably be a coach or something obviously play it safe and then it was during that once again another training night and we have a Facebook page a private Facebook page with, for all years to like, the coaches and all the students and that and the coaches put in post up the card on that page but obviously we were in training so we didn't have our phones well I didn't have my phone and then there's people coming up to me like with like excitement in their eyes and they'll shake my hand and oh congratulations on the match and I'm like what? he's talking about oh fucking have you no seen? And I'm like, no. He's like, go check your phone. And I check my phone and I see, I'm like, Kez Evans versus my son. So I'm like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, what? Aye. So 
funny story and all with that. So that match gets nice, but we had a show pretty like two weeks before. So I'm in the match with Leighton Buzzard, you know, fucking people. So I've got him and then I've got this huge, huge match that I'm needing to, like, I'm getting prepared for. Biggest match of my life. Bell rings, ding ding, a club lighting in the back. Boom, shoulder pops out. Oh no. Pops back in. This 15 seconds into the match, and I'm like, oh no. But obviously, you need to continue the match. You can't time out. No, we'll do this late. Some other point. No, as a wrestler, you need to continue the match because that's what the fans have paid to see. They want to see a contest. So, me being me, I've continued maybe about five minutes later. Hit my submail. Boom. Pops out, pops in again. I was like, fuck. And obviously, Clayton's a smaller guy. I'm a bigger guy. He's trying to land on me, jump on me, and I'm a bigger guy. I'm catching him. So this is fucking hell on my shoulder because I'm catching him and flinging him about. And then it's last 30 seconds of the match. I get him up, post him up for a razor's edge. And it's like the other two times, it was just a quick one. Mm-hmm. But I felt it slowly pop out my shoulder again. And this time it just didn't pop back in until I had to mm-hmm. do that. Had to, for those who didn't see that, it was me pulling my own arm into socket again. So he had shoulder popped it three times during the match. So I was... I don't know what it was like when I was back. I think I was more so angry than anything because, mm-hmm. of course, no matter what, that just had to happen when I had that match with Anderson. But I said to... I think it was Red. I said, look, I'm wanting this match. Take me off the next show let me heal bam I'm wanting this match I don't care I'll work it with one arm if I need to and he put his trust in me and he done that he took me off next the next week's show let me heal and I went into that match if, I think it's still on YouTube but you can see my shoulder all taped up colour coded though I deliberately tried to get orange uh, what's that tape called can he oh I know what you mean yeah. I, I can't think of the it's a weird yeah. name but we all know what to talk about so I was deliberately yeah. I tried to get orange tape for that, Is that that was that that match you were saying because that was a new ring gear as well we got wasn't it yeah it was yeah. Aye, aye. that was new gear and all because so. uh, uh, I was there as, uh, and obviously a few of the friends were there and we were kind of you were, the, you were obviously the heel in the match but seeing uh, someone we know sort of wrestling Ken Anderson that was just, that yeah. was just when I turned as well. I yeah. was like, like maybe the month before I turned, which was the best decision ever. Mm. Like, uh, gee, both BT and Lionheart credit for that because mm. it was just in one training session. We were doing a drill, like giving heat to somebody, and then Hart would just chimed in and went, "You'd be so much better as a heel, so much better." And BT he agreed and went, "Hi." You'd be so much better as a heel, your facials, your aggression. Everybody knows I'm, I'm a bit of a money cunt anyway, so I can play off that easy. So then I think the next show, I asked Red Lightning, can I have a match with Leighton Buzzard? And he said aye. And then in that match, the wee prick damn near sparkled me instead of checking on me, just pinned me, bet me. So what would you mean by sparkled, like as in... I went for the razor's edge. I'm just going to stop using. I've never used the razor's edge yeah. since the two incidents. These are two different, yeah. like with the shoulders. Now this time, I tried to pop him up, and then he tried to run, but he tucked. So we both just met, oh. headbutted each other, and I was a wee bit sparkled. But instead of being a good sport, we let and just went for the pin, bet me, and then was like, "Oh, you're right, you're right." So I just snapped, and then that was me, a bad guy for then on in. So best decision. 
I could ever make because mm. I don't think I'd be where I am so soon if I was still the old, the old me Aye. well speaking of that it's like not long after this match and you turn in heel mm-hmm. you become a part of you're in the ICW roster what was that like when you got called up to be in one of the main shows so someone pulled out of the square goal I think they were ill and Dallas said have you got your gear with you and I was like cool I've got my gear and he's like cool you're in the square goal and I was like awesome sweet and then I go in and I was treated like a, a joke and I was in for like 30 seconds because everybody else kind of waved me off I got maybe one or two cheers but they were all just like ah he's a wee wanker uh, we won't see much of him so that kind of dampened my spirits then that was when BT was undisputed mm-hmm. champion and that was when I was kind of he took me under his wing years ago and then that's when he kind of was like ah, fuck off so that's when I was like, right, cool. I'm just going to prod away and then keep training. And then I saw the opportunity at Shugs last year when he bet Walter. And I was like, cool, I'm just going to go out and... So that's a good segue. Do you want to talk more about the rivalry between you and BT Gun? Yeah, what, what, what do you want to know? Just what was it like to know you were going to be in a series of matches with your coach, someone that's uh, trained you for, for years? The scariest thing was the... I think it was quite a jump because I was I was featured in like a couple of garage shows and maybe a, a wee hornful kind of knew who I was and then for that to then eight hundred plus at the was it is it O two the O two O two Academy yeah. yeah go for there and they gave me mic time and all which I'll put my horn up I'm not the best talker I'm not very confident in talking I flub my words easy I've said that all the time. So this was a make or break moment for me. Like, if I, f- like, it doesn't matter how good the match was the next night. If I fucked up this talk, <laughs> see, like, that didn't make sense. That sense. <laughs> if I fucked up this promo, then they might just say, ah, he's, he's no that good. But I'd say what I'd done was acceptable. Maybe I could have said a lot more, a lot better. I don't know. I've not really watched it back because I hate the sound of <laughs> my voice it's so weird hearing yourself back but I did at the time watch it and I think if well let's just say see if I didn't have this little feud with BT gun I don't think the fans would be engaged with me as much as they have like people are buying shirts that say fuck you cares on it which I'm fucking raging at like <laughs> ICW didn't run this by me one bit and, a, and fucking me waiting comes out with a fuck you cares t-shirt on and then I'm thinking that folk are buying them then you should be getting a cut of that man. I should be getting a cut of that that's my name they're trying to be sports my name for a bit of, a bit of cash so if in that sense I'm thankful for fighting BT but I wish I didn't have to because at the end of the day he was my pal but he was kind of drifting away he, he promised me he was going to do this and do that and then like at square go when I did do that that spot he kind of threw me to one mm. side so I was like right you're just a fucking liar you're a you're a bullshitter so you saw what I did yeah, liars and bullshitters I fucking I went to his house I mean mm. I, I, I can take times too far right. and I don't care as long as I get what I want, so. And then was it after this feud you got matches with Grado? Yes. Um, Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray, which I have better. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 
Uh, this this will be after NXT uh, okay, the Cardiff yeah. Yeah. show, so you could say I may or may not have beaten the now new NXT mm-hmm. UK Women's Champion. Okay. So, are you getting uh, get up? Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's a good little uh, sound bite there. there you for go. Her. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've done those matches and that, and then you recruited a part of bad. Uh, Dallas's Mavericks yeah, what Dallas was that like Mavericks. when you were asked to be a part of that and uh, so I think Dallas kind of saw potential in me because this is a true like oh this is true but this is a true story before I went out on night two against BT at Shugs last year I turned to Dallas and I says I'm going to piss you off and he's like why because I'm like I'm going to make sure you regret no booking me all these years you've known me because that was like the first time he kind of fully booked me. Not that he had a like agenda against me, he just didn't have anything for me. But I said to him, you're going to regret no booking me these past three, four years. And then I went back and he was like, cool. Like he saw a fire in me. So I think that's when he kind of saw potential in me. And then I had the match with Kaylee who kicked the shit out of me. Fucking made me like three inches smaller because I took a reverse destroyer thing and I fucked my neck up. And then I had the match with Grado, who forgot his gear, the fucking arsehole. And that was an afterthought, so I kicked the shit out of him with a chair. Had the match with Mikey Whiplash. That was good. I was really happy with that match. And then the next night at Hydro, he's like, come on in. I see you as the future and I was like you damn right <laughs> I am the fucking future yeah. I remember you uh, if you're in love and you come out and you're wearing the suit which by the way the shirt was way too big yeah, well, you look good you look uh, good <laughs> <laughs> I looked like Harry Hill with the fucking collar <laughs> where my ears man no but you, uh, you you look you look like sort of just angry and stuff is that why because you had the, the I maybe I, no in fact so I'll no name names but I forgot to get a belt for my thing and I'm yeah. like right I'm going there's going to be some sort of bullshit that I need to run down and sort because I'm the head of security now and I need to do some physical movement I'm not getting like scanted in front of fucking how many like 5,000 folk at the hydro I need a belt and there was a couple of folk who weren't involved in the show, they were backstage and were dressed nice and I said, look, I might be needed here, can I borrow your belt? And they said, no. So, I'll no name names, Sam Barber. <laughs> you fucking ugly cunt, you're no handsome. Oh, <laughs> you're not handsome. Under that nice, lovely beard of yours, you're just an ugly prick. <laughs> he said no. So that's me raging because I might get scanted here. But thankfully I didn't because my arse is fucking massive. My hips are fucking <laughs> huge. So that wasn't an issue. But I, I go out there and I take away Scott Reed, that big lanky goth, and I drag him away. I think the face you're thinking about and like me raging, that's just my resting face. I'm always angry, but that was my face. He like, fuck I, I've, I've arrived here. Dallas says, we collectively, me, Raymond Davy, Leighton Buzzard at the time, we were all the future. And I was like, yeah. He's right. Yeah, well, was uh, with sort of as the months went by, there was also friction with uh, late and leave, and now it's just been announced that you are facing you and Wavy Davy will be facing Grado and Leighton Buzzard in a tag team match at Fight Club. What's yeah, I, I, I don't know who like greenlit this. We've already bet them like by ourselves. I bet Leighton. Well, Ravy would have helping me, but Ravy bet Grado. Why do we need to prove anything again when they've lost? Mm-hmm. So I'll see, I see it's fun. 
it'll be fun. it's so fun to kick the shit out of wee Leighton and it's cool to fucking upgrade on all the big star that he is bring him down to everybody else's level mm. the rotten fans level so I'm looking forward to it yeah that'll be fun when is it September 14th September 14th yeah I'll look forward to that date yeah going on from that just wondering what do you think holds for the future for yourself like where my goal right now is to dominate and hold the zero G division hostage I want that zero G title of William Thompson doesn't matter if he's the champion right now or if he is later on I am going to hold that title and see all the names like Wolfgang, Lionheart, all those folk. When you see that title, you hinkle those names. I'm going to make promise on that that my name is going to be put in that list when you see that title. <laughs> I'm going to dominate the Zero G division. And then maybe afterwards, maybe if I'm bored, maybe go for a world title. Who knows? But right now, it is dominating the Zero G division. Mm. You heard that here first on right. Street Suplex Detroit. And if anyone says, oh, he's too big, he can't do this, he can't do that. One, both the fucking coffees were Zero G champion and they were fucking great and they don't do flips. And second point, you saw what I can do. I can do flips. You saw me at that tribute show. I fucking planched over and landed my fucking feet. I can fly. I just choose naughty. So fuck you fans, if you're going to put up your glass like, eh, actually you can't be ZUG champion, fuck you, I can be whatever I want. Next right. question. <laughs> I just uh, started drawing it up a bit. What sort of advice, if you could go back down, what advice would you give yourself and also what advice would you give to anyone who's looking to become a professional wrestler? What I would say past me, I still was, but I'd say be more patient because there was times, I think everyone's got them, but I was getting them as well, where I was like, I wasn't getting booked and, and I was seeing all my peers and that, like getting bookings and I was like, well, why am I not getting this stuff? Am I not good enough? Am I not good enough? Like if I was at training or something, I felt like I didn't do as good as I thought I would or if I had a bad match, I was like, mm, maybe I'm no cut out for this maybe I'm just kind of thinking uh, I'm just doing it over my head so what I would say to myself is be patient and get out your own heat because good things will come to those who wait and train really hard and I'll say that to inspiring folk as well be patient and also keep your mouth shut <laughs> keep your ears open because you might think something's no right but like an example I thought i done a certain thing the right way for ages and then someone came and just put this wee like why don't we put this here instead of here and then my eyes were open like fuck I've been doing this wrong the whole time so there's an example always keep your mouth shut ears opened eyes opened be respectful be respectful to others in training because you don't know what they're going through they might be having a hard time now they might not even want to be a wrestler they might want to just do this as a hobby or they just want to do it as like Oh, I day training. Cool, that's fine. Like, at the end of the day, do not focus on others, focus on yourself. That's kind of in key point with the being patient part, because that was kind of my undoing was, oh, this guy's getting booked, this guy's getting booked, why am I not getting booked? Like, I was trying to compare myself to them when I, I'm not them, you know what I mean? I'm a different performer, they need different things for different people. Yeah, that's my advice for but and don't piss me off like first impressions for me are quite 
as soon as you piss me off, right, cool. I'm going to wait until I'm in a match and then I'm going <laughs> to kick the shit out of you. That's, uh, yeah. Some good advice there. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, don't mind me asking you some quick fire questions. Go for it. Okay, cool. So, yeah, just... Does it have to be one more dancers or can I just... Uh, one more dancers or, yeah, if you want to sort of say... Elaborate on it. Okay. Yeah, cool. So, Rock or Austin? Oh, Austin for the sheer point, eh? As soon as the glass breaks and he walks out and you can hear himself talking and saying, yeah, I'm the shit. You're just like, yeah, you're the <laughs> fucking shit, Austin. <laughs> but they, are, they two are very... Yeah, it's quite a hard question. So it's got to be yeah, so yeah. Austin. Uh, next, uh, Trish or Lita? Lita. Cody or Omega? Cody, because uh, I don't know. Like, I think it's just the whole... My example is uh, him versus Dustin. It. What was the all each show called again? Uh, is it All or Nothing? Or? No, all In or something. Oh. The one they fought each other? Yeah. Uh, double nothing. Double nothing. Yeah, that, like, that was just a pure story-based thing. I'm like, wow, fucking brilliant. Whereas, yeah. obviously, Omega's like, good and all at the storytelling, but sometimes I just need to switch off because I'm like, oh my God, what's happening so fast? But again, that's a very neck and neck one, yeah. but I have to go with Cody. Uh, night in or night out? I used to like a night out in college, and then one morning after, my carpet was stained with a... What looked like brown vomit, so I was like, "What's the fucking point in this?" So, and also, I'm not a very sociable person. I like getting in fights. People don't like me, so night in. Mm-hmm. PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. If you like PlayStation, kill. Cool. But if you want to say, "Oh, you play play Xbox," I'll fucking smash a PlayStation. I eat. So, uh, Spider-Man or Batman? Oh, uh, Batman. I just got finished actually playing all the Arkham games. Apart from Origins, fuck You're a big gamer as well, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a big yeah. gamer, right? Yeah. Favourite wrestling pay-per-view? Just for the whole point that it started me off, probably Mania 21. It's a good, that's a good Mania. Yeah. Favourite venue you've wrestled at? Apart from it being an absolute hot box with no like, AC or anything, probably because I, that was when I made my big debut, probably O2 Academy. Mm. So it looks cool as well. So nice venue. Obviously the Hydro and all, but I didn't technically compete. Mm. But aye. Uh, favorite wrestling game? <sighs> Probably the first SmackDown versus Raw. To be fair, because that's when I just started getting in. Did you know? <laughs> it took me a good fucking five years to really see the cover. Yeah. We Vince. I didn't realize that was Vince. <laughs> Did you know? No, I didn't. <laughs> Because they didn't have the hair in that, I was yeah, just like, it's just, just some guy staring at you. <laughs> it, it took me with one blue eye and one red eye. It took me years to realise it was Vince. Guy, yeah. And then I was like, "Fuck, it's Vince! What an idiot!" Oh, I felt so stupid when I realised. Right, uh, dream opponent. Oh, dream opponent. Oh, it's it changes every day. Mm. Like, uh, can I list a couple? Yeah, go for it. Why not? Let's go with Eddie Guerrero. Uh, let's go Taker mm. Michaels I know I'm right mind Death like Death Wish Minoru Suzuki because I'll steal his gotch fame and he's not allowed to use it anymore so fuck him <laughs> don't send him this because he'll kill me Okada actually some UK guys I know I've faced him before but I'd like to face Jackie Poe again I'd love to face him off. Uh, Mikey Whitwash I'd love to I know I'm not as good as him technically wise but I'd love to just have maybe fucking I know I'm being a bit ambitious here but maybe a half hour just Iron Man match mm. or something just being technical he'll skill me but I'll learn something it's a hell of a match if uh, it happen. 
I'd love to I've faced Mark in a tag team match Mark Coffey but I'd love to face him in a singles just two guys kicking their fucking lumps at each other again probably right in mind death wish but I'd love to face Mark I'd, I'm choking to face Joe Coffey I'd love to face him Rampage Brown mm. again death wish but I think I could take him I'd love to face Rampage Brown maybe Wolfgang again I need to avenge my win for my debut so <laughs> That'd be good as well. But yeah, anybody that's like... Anybody really, I'd mm. love to face, like, right now. But I The big, big ones, Eddie Guerrero, Taker, Michaels, Suzuki, them lot, Rampage, <laughs> Coffees, all them. Yeah, cool. What about uh, favourite tag team match? Tag team match? Oh, sorry, favourite tag team. Oh, tag team? Yeah. <sighs> you can get match as well since... Uh... I, I'm not the best with tag team stuff. Like, I'm useless in a tag team. Like, I don't... <laughs> it's just the wee things I'm like wait what why, why is this here why is that just cause I'm a big oh Arn Anderson I'd love to face Arn Anderson uh, probably I've <laughs> not got a clue just <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be in a good side let's go purge and uh, final one is What's your biggest inspiration, like, in terms of, like, wrestler or... It's not a person, per se. It's me. I'm, like, seeing everybody getting these big opportunities now, like... Like, fucking gave your kid. He's 22. He's two years younger than me, and he's away to LA to get trained off Shibata. Like, that's mental. Like, mm. I don't know if that would be the case, like, years ago with folk, but just seeing everybody, like, the coaches and that after 15 years of training hard they're finally getting their big shots and that that's that's my inspiration because I'm like cool now I know that it's achievable mm. now I, I solely believe I could do so I could go to WWE AEW Japan like I know it's achievable now because I'm seeing all these people doing it so yeah it's, that's my inspiration just seeing all the opportunities coming up rather than one single person mm-hmm. if if we're being honest, the inspiration is myself, of course. <laughs> this guy right here. Yeah. That's my inspiration. And you, and I look in the mirror and I'm like, you're my inspiration. Right. So you're actually only 24 and you've done a lot within four years. And uh, it's been a stellar career and it, hopefully it just gets better and better. It will. It will. Last thing, where can people find you? They wanted to hit you uh, On Facebook, it's just Kez Evans. On Twitter, Twitter handle at Kez Evans 95. And on Instagram, Case Evans 95 It's been an absolute pleasure interviewing you and I hope you had a By the way with Instagram I get a lot of photos of my Doug Murphy put him over if you don't put him over I'll break your arms there you go cool. like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, hope yeah, you enjoyed yeah. yourself ah, no, it was cool it was absolutely cool and if you want to listen to more interviews as well as our weekly show please check out Eat Sleep Suflex Retweet we've got Facebook Twitter Instagram and find us on any podcast site we're on Apple Spotify Android, Anchor, and also we have a website if you want to check that out as well. Just search Eat Sleep Suffix Retweet. Anyways, I've been Andy Mitchell, and catch you later. Pricks. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of dick tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing, I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now Sports Social Podcast Network Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it 
With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.